Hi, welcome to the 13th Warehouse, the Friday the 13th TV series edition. I'm Vicki. And I'm Ken. And this is Doug with the episode credits for Friday the 13th, the series, season one. Episode one, The Inheritance. Created by, and we imagine partially written by, Frank Mancuso Jr. and Larry B. Williams. Written by William Taub and directed by William Fruette. Main cast, John D. LeMay as Ryan, Louise Roby as Mickey, and Chris Wiggins as Jack. Original air date, October 3rd, 1987. So we're back with the 13th Warehouse's Friday the 13th, the series edition, season one, episode one, The Inheritance. So this episode begins with a family coming into Uncle Lewis's antique store, primarily to get out of the rain. And they have a daughter, Mary, who I got to say was pretty creepy already. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All I could think about was, they're here. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. She was very creepy, even before the doll. Mm-hmm. So we find out that the woman, Irene, is her stepmother. And we can tell already that she's no prize. But I don't think the daughter is a prize either at this point. <laughs> So Mary finds a creepy doll and sneaks it outside. I never understand why people like these creepy dolls. I don't either. Why would you be attracted to something like that? Why would you even make something like that? <laughs> right, I know. The dolls creep me out. But she sneaks it outside and she finds out that the doll can talk. And not just recorded lines, but it can have a conversation and the doll knows her name. This doll story kind of reminded me of the Twilight Zone episode. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. With Telly Savalas. The episode's name was Living Doll. I thought the doll's name in the episode was Chatty Cathy, but I think that's a real doll. Did yeah, I? it is. But it was Talking Tina. Do you remember that episode? Yes, I do. Yep. And at the end, I think the doll ends up killing him, right? Mm-hmm. Because he throws it in the trash and then it gets back inside. This is kind of what this reminded <laughs> me of. So anyway, there were two teenagers outside that were bothering Mary, and the doll kills one of them. And I'm not even sure how. We just see lots of blood. Yeah, because I didn't even see a knife or anything, but it looks like the doll slit his throat. Yeah, but it doesn't really show us, and there's just a lot of blood, and her mother yells at her for getting stuff all over her dress, and nobody ever notices there's dead people in the back of the store, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, but she got dirty, but there's no blood. I took it that the mother was yelling at her that she got her dress dirty, and I think it was blood. They just didn't know it. Yeah, but usually you see something red on somebody, go, where did you get the blood from? Right, I know. It didn't make sense. So Uncle Lewis doesn't let them buy the doll, and then he throws them out. And then we see a lot of Uncle Lewis muttering to himself about how he's not going to do somebody's bidding anymore. He's shoving things into a bag, and he brings them to the cellar, into the vault, and then all hell breaks loose. And we see fiery footsteps coming, and ghost-like antiques beginning to attack him, which was kind of (laughs) cheesy. I mean, maybe for the day it wasn't, but it was kind of cheesy watching it now. Yes. (laughs) And then he falls down some fiery shaft and dies, I guess. So was that supposed to be the shaft to hell? I guess. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) I wasn't sure if that was like a shaft in his store that he accidentally fell down, or if that was really supposed to be the shaft of hell because he was breaking his deal with the devil. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That was kind of cheesy too, but hey, it is what it is. So if he falls down the shaft to hell, how do they know he's dead? Yes, the other thing too, like I said, I remember watching, like I told you, only a few, and then I didn't watch it anymore. Yeah. So I don't know if he comes back because even what's the other guy that comes in? Jack. He says something about, is he really dead? Didn't he say that? Is he really dead or is he dead? 
or something like that. Okay, yeah, maybe I missed that. There's yeah. something that he said that my mind kept on going, yeah, well, how do they really know he's dead? Just because right. you fall on the shaft of hell does technically mean that you can't come back. You know, all this stuff has some kind of meaning or a purpose. So I don't know. I don't know. This is a long series, so I guess we'll see. Yeah, because I don't actually remember now that you say that. That didn't occur to me, and I don't remember. Yeah, that's a good thought. Mm-hmm. Because how do mm-hmm. they know he was dead? Right. Unless we were seeing his soul going to hell. I don't know. <laughs> but you never saw a body. Nobody ever showed a body. Nobody even claimed the body. This is this is your uncle? They didn't show it to us anyway, yeah. Nothing, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. But we don't know. So once this part of the episode is over, the rest of the episode doesn't seem as hokey in my opinion anyway. I mean, this whole beginning part with the devil and the fiery footsteps, I thought it was kind of hokey. Yeah. Once we passed this, it didn't seem... I mean, yes, it's dated. You can see it's old, but it didn't seem as hokey as the beginning. Yeah, I guess to a certain extent. Yeah. Well, it's still hokey because it's old. It's from the 80s, you know. Yeah. So the first person we meet is Mickey and her fiancé Lloyd. Now, this whole pairing just reminded me of a Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh, yeah, huh? Well, you certainly picked a fine time to go away. Darling, let's not start that again. This company picnic means a lot to me. All the top partners from the firm will be there. I'll be back in time. I'm only going for a couple of days. Well, that's good, because I was planning on announcing our engagement then, and it would behoove you to be present. Behoove me? I love it. Every time you get in a snitch, you act like I'm opposing counsel. The woman who inherits property or a business and is going away to take care of whatever she needs to do and sell it, and her obnoxious boyfriend gives her flack because it's cutting into something that he needs to do. But then next he wants to sue or negotiate Mm -hmm. to take over whatever the inheritance was. That was like a Hallmark movie, definitely. Yeah. I just wish you'd get this darn antique store business over with. Lloyd, you know I want to get it over with as quickly as you. I don't know why this Uncle Lewis left me the store. I hadn't even met him, let alone this cousin that I'm supposed to be sharing everything with. Okay. Maybe I can sue your cousin for a greater percentage of the inheritance. I can get in some litigation experience. Her boyfriend, Lloyd, looked a little bit familiar, so I looked him up. He's an actor named Barclay Hope, and he played General Mansfield in Eureka. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Do you remember him? The general that came to town and always wanted to shut down everything? Oh, okay. I may have to look it up again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was in a few episodes. It, he came back a lot. Every time something went wrong and he wanted to shut everything down all the time. Let's check it out. So when Mickey arrives at the store, we meet Ryan, the distant cousin who shares the inheritance with her. Now, I think I said in the last episode that I always remembered that he was a cousin by marriage, that they were not really related. But I've seen their relationship described both ways when I looked it up so that they were distant cousins and that they're related by marriage so hopefully we'll get some clarification because they don't say it in this episode at all they just say they're cousins but ryan is obviously a jokester and he also thinks about trying to pick her up when he first meets her then later we find out he gets some of his knowledge from reading comic books so who does that remind you of pete he's definitely pete Mm -hmm. yep (laughs) (laughs) And even with the short pants. I mean, he had the short pants on when she met him. But even the next day, he had a short pants and a suit jacket on. Yes, I was like, is that his knee? And then I'm looking at that. Does he got a suit on top? Yeah, I have to imagine he's a kid at heart, pretty much like Mm -hmm. Pete. And she seems more like Mm -hmm. Micah, you know? Yes. (laughs) So... They find the vault and Mickey gets locked inside. She sees the doll turn and look at her. And I'm not sure how the door opened, but she's able to get out. It's like all of a sudden the door swung open. Mm -hmm. 
But then as she's running, she trips and grabs a railing that opens a hatch in the ceiling that drops the book of sales on them. What do they call it? The manifest or whatever? Yeah. So they argue about selling the store, and Ryan wanted to keep it, she wanted to sell it, but the next day they're having a closing sale, so obviously she won the argument. While they're having this closing sale, Mary's father comes in to buy the doll, and Mickey, who's seen the doll get up and look at her, kind of thought she was imagining things, but she still had a feeling about it, and she tries Mm -hmm. to talk Ryan out of selling it, but in the end, they sell it to him. Then we meet Jack, Marshak. He breaks into the store and confronts Ryan and Mickey because he doesn't know who they are. And he says he supplies Uncle Lewis with antiques. Later, they call him his partner, so I guess they were partners in the store. But he had no idea that Lewis was dead. Jack is kind of involved in magic. He talks about magic and stuff. And he taught Uncle Lewis about magic. Your, your uncle and I were boyhood friends. I taught him his first magic, read him his first tarot, opened his eyes to the world beyond our own. The world of spirits, the netherworld. Lewis was always deathly afraid of growing old, and he was passionate about wealth, and those two things ruled him until he dabbled in things that I wanted no part of, like deucins. Devil worship. How did you know that? Comic books. But he did say that Lewis was involved in devil worship and had made a pact with the devil mm-hmm. to give him long life and riches, but it involved the antiques somehow. Yeah. So he figures that the only way Lewis could have died was because he was going to try and go back on his deal, which kind of is what he was doing. That's what he was mumbling to himself the whole time. Right, yep. Lewis was always telling me that he'd done his research and that he was ready to make a pact with the devil, something to do with his antiques, in exchange for which he would get immense wealth and immortality. So they show him the book they found, and he finds another file of clippings in a different hiding place. And apparently, Uncle Lewis was saving all these news articles about things that happened after he sold an antique. They start to compare some of the antiques sold in the book with stories in the file, and they all seem to have a story about the person dying after purchasing the antique. That makes Mickey remember the doll that looked at her, and she knows that Mary has the doll, So they want to try and go get the dial back. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, talking about the new Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly. And you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Please join Kim, Vicky, Skip, and myself over at Yeah, That Can't Be Good for an episode-by-episode podcast of all things Eureka. You can listen at EurekaRewatch.com on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. The father gives Mary the doll. He tells her not to say anything except that they leave the paper on the floor (laughs) for the stepmother to find. And she tries to take it away. So we knew what was coming there. Oh, yeah. It's like Telly Savalas trying to take Talking Tina away. The doll. What doll? The doll we sold. The doll in the vault. What are you talking about? I thought it was my imagination. But that doll turned and stared at me like it was alive. 
so first, Miri makes her stepmother fall down the stairs, but she didn't die. Mickey and, uh, what's his name, Ryan, get to the house after the mother's being loaded into the ambulance and try to talk to Mary, but the doll hisses at him. <laughs> and then in the hospital, she actually kills her mother. Later, there's a neighbor watching her, and, and the, the doll attacks the neighbor who's taking care of her. Well, first, when Mickey and Ryan arrive, like the bookcase and everything goes back into place, mm-hmm. which was kind of weird. What was the point of that? I guess, the, yeah, I don't know. That made me think of when Uncle Lewis was putting everything in the vault and how everything started blowing around the shop. Mm-hmm. So why didn't the shop look like that when Ryan and Mickey got there? Well, I want to say that's on a different level because I guess it going back would indicate the bookshelf kind of not being there because even the rope slid back right. into its place and away from her. So everything had to go back into place because then they wouldn't figure out why. I don't know. Yeah, I just didn't really understand the reason for that. Because even if they left the bookshelf on top of her, then they'd say, oh, it was an accident. This bookshelf fell over. You know, it happens. So Mm -hmm. I didn't really understand that, which led me to not understand why the store was all cleaned up when they got there. So I guess everything goes back into place all the time after something happens. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Part of me wants to say, I don't think so. Yeah, I couldn't understand. I thought because she was dead. Right. I mean, I could see it. But she wasn't dead. And then they never showed anything afterwards. At one point, if they would have showed her again, I'm pretty sure she would have said, there's something wrong with the child. Right, you're right. I didn't even think and of that. And a doubt. But they never went back. You know, they called the ambulance, but we don't know what was said, what was said to the father. Nothing. All I got was, she'll need a lot of therapy. The girl, yeah. That's true, because she wasn't dead. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my other question is, does the doll make Mary evil? Or was it Mary already evil? I don't want to say she was evil. I think what it is, is it's like one of them Cinderella stories. You got the evil stepmother. Yeah. And then at one point, it's like, your father's really not paying you no mind. You lost the only person that basically loved you like no other. And then the next thing you know, got this evil woman. So in mind, she's hating her. One, she is a spoiled brat. Two, I got this evil person that's trying to run my life. And she has no business running my life. And it seemed like the mother wasn't even dead at long. So was he cheating on her? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that was ever... They said the mother has not been dead long. Right. So what this one pop up out of? Because you, you just don't meet somebody and marry them. You ain't cheating with your wife and she died and all of a sudden... I've seen that happen. You know, wife dies, she's marrying now mistress. So what is it? What's going on? She just died and now she got another one. She just died too? And it's like the father, we've never seen him again after that fact because it's like, am I cursed? What's going on? Did I leave two wives and now I got a neighbor that's down? So I'm hoping the next few episodes have a little bit more in depth. Um, you know, the other people that are involved, I want to know what happened to the neighbor. Yeah, because they did that with everybody. It just ended. And yeah, you're right. We never saw yeah. how the father reacted to all of it or how they even explained explained it to him or anything yeah that's Mm -hmm. true so this is the part that was confusing me and it might be just because i'm thinking of warehouse and maybe it didn't confuse me when i watched it 30 years ago so they're able to get the doll away from her but why doesn't the doll kill them when they're trying to take it the only other thing i could think of is that the uncle had the doll in his hand 
the Dow did not do anything to him either. So I don't know if it's because they're related, that things don't affect them to a certain degree, a certain way, because I know the Dow did things to them when they were not touching her. Yeah, I'm hoping to get some kind of explanation on how this works. That makes sense. Maybe because they're related, it doesn't affect them because, I mean, he was grabbing for it pretty viciously. Mm -hmm. And even when Mickey came down to the swing set, that was anybody else, that Dow would have attacked and it didn't. She tried to scare her with it, but she didn't attack her with it. Right. So I think that because it's a relative and something in that bloodline that the item does not do them the same way. Can it scare them? Yeah, I believe so, because it did. Can it do bodily harm? I'm saying no at this particular time because I don't know. He had the doll in his possession, and the doll did absolutely nothing. You're right. And it did absolutely nothing when the uncle went downstairs with it. When he grabbed all this stuff and threw it into the vault, that was a whole different story because it was not on his possession anymore either. He was not touching the item any longer. That's what I'm thinking. So, like, folks, I could be wrong now. That's what I mean. I'm hoping somewhere along the line we'll get some rules or some Mm -hmm. information about how the antiques work because you know like in warehouse the agents couldn't touch the artifacts either they had to wear Mm -hmm. gloves and then they had to bag it so these people aren't wearing gloves nothing's happening to them well so far it's only been one episode but Mm -hmm. i'm just hoping there's some kind of rules that they tell us right yeah you know hopefully because like that's the only thing i can think of it's got to be something in the bloodline yeah you could be right because that's the only thing i can think of unless the artifact i'm calling them artifacts unless the antique possesses the one person it possesses but still that explains why it didn't possess ryan or it didn't possess mickey but it doesn't explain why it didn't kill him Mm. you know So you might be right. It might be something in their bloodline that is keeping them from being affected by anything. Right. And the only reason why the uncle was going because he made a pact. Right. He made a pact with the devil. So that could be why that was his downfall. They have not made a pact. Right. I'm just hoping somewhere along the line we're going to hear some rules. And then they're really just locking him in that vault and hoping for the best. Because at some point, years from now, that building is going to get torn down or something. Yeah. So it doesn't seem like a permanent fix to me. Right. So after this whole doll incident, both Mickey and Ryan definitely believe in the pact because they weren't sure. It kind of sounded outrageous, but she knew there was something up with the doll. So this definitely cements the fact to them that there is a pact and cursed artifacts. So mm-hmm. I guess they decide to run the store until they get, can get all the antiques back that are right. cursed. And Jack wants to rename it Curious Goods, and I think they do. I think you're right, yeah. So Uncle Lewis, his last name, it started with a V, and I didn't write it down because I wasn't going to try and pronounce it, which was the name of the store. It means Friday in French. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So I know this is kind of like you're watching it for the first time, but what did you think of it? Oh, I thought it was corny. What? (laughs) It was corny. It didn't age as well as I had hoped. All I kept on saying is back in the day, you were afraid to watch it. And I'm just shaking my head going. But you know, like you said, it's dated. I'm looking at the hairstyle. I'm looking at the clothes. Yeah. You know, even fiance, that male chauvinist crap that he's pulling. Yeah. And, you know, that power trip. Because now he probably would have been punched out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's why I'm oh. saying it's like a Hallmark movie because that's how they all start. Yeah, it was just too comical, but I was like, oh, this is too funny. But it was okay. I mean, it was okay. So, 
you know, it's, it's good to see what um, Antique is going to happen next. So, you know, we'll see how it goes to play by ear. But I was just laughing through part of this going, oh, my God, this is too funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I remember loving the show. And, yeah, now that I watch it, it's dated, which happens when you go back and you watch the show 30 years ago and mm-hmm. you really loved it. And then you're like, oh, my God. But I still do like it. Once it got past the uncle, I mean, it was cheesy in a lot of places. But I still do like the story anyway. Well, yeah, because everything has a history behind it. Even something that's in our house now, it would be the same thing. There's a story behind this. Right. Every item that we buy basically has a story of why we bought it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So, like we said in the last episode, we weren't sure how we were going to go about the in-between first and last episode of every season. But for this season, we are going to do a full episode of the second episode, only because sometimes the pilot is a little different from the rest of the series. So we're going to watch the second episode and do a full episode before we start grouping them. Just in case there's differences from this pilot episode. So, do you have anything else? Mm-mm, that's good. Good. Okay, so we will be back shortly for episode two. See you then. See you then. Bye. Bye. This is Doug, reminding you to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash 13th Warehouse, on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse, and on Instagram at Eureka underscore Warehouse. You can listen to the 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for the 13th Warehouse, Friday the 13th, the series edition, Suspense Night, provided by Anton Kornienko, Pixabay user 147-98912, free for personal or commercial use. See you next time at the warehouse.